Blitzed, pure tour nerdism. It's brought to you by Club Rip Curl and the Mirage Activate Board Short. If you haven't already, go to ripcurl.com and sign up to Club Rip Curl where you can earn points for discounts on RC product, score unique Rip Curl experiences, be part of the best surf community on the planet. Don't forget to check out RC's newest top shelf board short, the Mirage Activate. Developed by three-time world champ Mick, he's that fucking good fanning, and sports doctor specialist Tim Brown, so you can surf stronger for longer with heaps perky cheeks. Just an added bonus. Visit ripcurl.com for more details. Competition surfing. Rashes. bringing you in you ready yeah we're ready the Sorry. 2022 pipeline master the queen swelly from north shelly her exalted coneness the orbtacular spectacular molly picklam welcome back oh. to ain't that swell mate congratulations on the Thank biggest you. win of your career a hundred thousand bucks and the <laughs> first ever women's pipeline master how is all of that sitting with you right now how's, how's that intro i'm actually like I hope I get to live up to that one day. Mate, you've already <laughs> lived up to it. It's done. It's in the bag. Again, no, again. That's That sounds, yeah, you really put it to me. I think <laughs> that was the first moment it kind of half sunk in. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, can you believe it? Can you actually no, believe I'm, it? Definitely not because I felt like the event was a novelty event the way it was set up. But then to still get that title of like that name, I don't know. It's like. A bit weird. It's really weird. But I'm freaking stoked. Mate, you, you did it all. The comp, you just, fuck. I, it's so heavy. Like, I watched every single heat. Yeah. And you packed rompers. You got drained across back draw. You got beaten and blasted. You managed yeah. the wonky ones. You just, you fully had the, like, you know, the total pipeline experience out there. Yeah. Like, sure. How did you find the, the energy of this contest in comparison to, you know, the, the very first Billabong Pipe Pro out there for women? Was it a, were you yeah. more relaxed this time around? Did you feel like you knew the wave better? And, and because, I mean, in some ways it was a much harder draw. You had like really uh, top line, well-known global cone fiends uh, right yeah. throughout <laughs> your, your draw, but... Yeah, well, how, how different was it? Did you feel a different kind of expectation compared to that first event? I Firstly, the draw of, like, the women's they put in that was every person that deserved to have had that title. So even then I was like, before the event had started, I was like, this is, like, the Pipe Masters. Like, this is whoever wins this and gets this title is, like, really deserves it in whatever sense and however they did it because they literally got every good person that – is pushing women surfing out pipeline in those heats. 
So from the get-go, I was like, wow, firstly, I'm just happy to have been recognized to be in it. Mm. Um, even though I got the late call-up, but still for often I got it. Um, and then, yeah, I felt like the Billabong Pipe Pro was um, still had that CT and real heady vibe. But when Vans added, like, all the free surfers in and not, like, everyone was from the tour, it became a lot more. And the format being, like, a leaderboard format. So it kind of created a lot of freedom to just, like, get out there and get the full experience rather than just grinding out a heat. Mm. So it kind of, like, and to leading up to it, I put in a lot of effort out there, um, more getting ready for the CT. And then I got the call up for that. And I was like, epic, I'm going to do that. And I got absolutely slapped out there trying to, like, just putting in the hours out there, trying to get over the ledge, get over the fears, all of it, like, went through the ringer and back. Mm. And then doing that event, it was so scary. The day they caught us on, we were absolutely shitting our pants. And, um, yeah, and then that was even incredible being pushed to go out there. And then that opened up a whole nother, like, view on pipe. And I was just, like, so addicted to it. And then... I was just happy to be fair that the the way the um, format was and the vibe around the comp and it wasn't serious. So I was just like hanging with friends the night before, like wasn't on any routine at all, mm. just doing whatever and then going in my eats. And I, I, and I feel like I definitely understand the reef and what parts are where um, a lot better than I did at the start of the year. Yeah. So I was just moving around and like trying to see where I could get waves from and pretty much just, throw myself at it and see what happened once it all ended and it ended quite well. It, it, it did end well. Let's, let's get stuck <laughs> into sort of your, your prep a little bit more, but before we do just on the expectation, cause I feel like with the, the Billabong pro at the start of the year, there was just this huge weight on women surfing, you know, like it felt like yeah. uh, we're in the, the golden age. There's no question about it, but you know, yeah. these are the big question marks that everyone wants answered. And, mm-hmm. and I felt like at the start of the year, you know, there was so much pressure on every competitor because it wasn't just like you were surfing heats to get a win for yourself. It was like a much, much bigger story playing yeah, out. Yeah, an opportunity to show what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I so agree. did you feel like that, that pressure was kind of um, a little bit had been sort of those questions had been answered a bit and, and that sort of sense of doing it for something bigger than yourself was a little less on your shoulders? Yeah, it was – it was cool because it felt nearly like a team sport because it was like all women were in, like we were all in that together and we were all mm. patting each other on the back and respecting each other and like wanting to do it together. And no one was like, I want to win. It was just like, wow, like what an opportunity to push it, you know, women surfing and like what a statement. Mm. And two, I felt like the Billabong Pro, it was a statement to get out there, but it, the waves didn't pan out as much to where it was like, wow, that was gnarly pipe that they went out in. And it was on the finals days a little bit, but I just feel like this time was, I feel for some reason pushed it a lot further. Oh, this time was so heavy. That first day you guys were out there was gnarly. Um, But yeah. All right. Well, tell us about your relationship with pipe mole. Like is, when was the first time you ever got over there and sort of set eyes on it? Like every single surfer who's ever been to Hawaii, yeah. You know, it's like that scene out of North Shore. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It was probably like 40 yeah. years before you were born. But, like, you, you get to Hawaii and you just want to run down the sand and just bathe in the shore when you first get there because you just yeah. want that pipeline energy. So can you take us yeah. through your very first sort of vision of the wave, what it was doing and, and how it made you feel? 
Yeah, I actually never realised Pipeline and Hawaii and the tour and all that. I didn't even know that existed like seven years ago. Mm. So I feel like I never had this pre-thing of like Pipeline's a thing or Tahiti's, like all these scary, it was just like, oh, surfing's this or whatever. And then the last couple years, even when I realised tour was a thing, pipe wasn't a thing for women Mm. at all. Yeah. So it, it still wasn't even like, I didn't even know what that wave looked like. I'd never seen a clip of it. Like I just was so under the rock about surfing in general in Hawaii. Mm. And then knowing that, um, like, as I kept tracking down, it was like, Oh, my time's coming to go to Hawaii. I just like, obviously had Glenn in my ear saying like, when you get there, it's like something you've never experienced, blah, blah, blah. Like just kind of be, a sponge and see it all and whatever you make of it. And, and when, when was this? Was this like two years ago, three years ago? Yeah, two, two, uh, no, last year, 2022. Wait, wait, last year is your first ever trip to Hawaii? Um, 20, when, no, no, I, sorry. So three years ago I did a root curl shoot. Yep. But it was like, oh, we were a bit babied in the sense like I wasn't just thrown over there. It was like surf here at Freddie Land and like surf whatever and it was actually a good intro because we didn't get thrown in the deep deep end Mm. um and that was kind of no that yeah that was my first intro and it was kind of like i was just on a girl surf trip and still hadn't connected the roots of history and surfing to hawaii to like then pipeline and all that it was just kind of like well this is really intimidating because it's kind of scary and big wobbly ocean and then like rip curl shoot pressure or whatever. So it was a bit like blurred. And then the first time was going there for a comp and actually wanting to like surf and do well and understand Hawaii mm. was last year for the challenger. Um, which again, that there was so much that went down there cause that was my qualification. That's right. But I remember on that rip curl trip coming over and just being super intimidated and like, I don't know, the ocean's so different over there. It's, just a lot moving and scary and yeah. So well, when did you first get out there and, and what was that experience like? Because by then, you know, the, I know it's a quick yeah. learning curve, but you, you never paddle out at Pipeline not knowing the, the weight of the place, you know, the history of yeah. it and, and what exactly. it's contributed. The so, first time, so it was on that Rip Curl trip and it was the la- one of the last days and the whole time I remember Fletchie was kind of saying like, hey, girls, like, you guys are paddling out pipe one time this trip, blah, blah, blah. And we're kind of like, are you kidding, dude? Like, you go out there, like, we'll trip, we'll so defensive. <laughs> yeah. We were like, everyone was just so defensive, just like tripping that this guy was going to make us go out. And then um, I remember Bam was like, we'll go out on like a mellow day mm. and whatever. And it was literally like three, four foot. Now I look back on the pipe and I was like shitting bricks. The whole team was. And then they sat us all down in front of the break and I was so off this because I was just like, what the heck? Like, if we don't want to go out, just let us not. Like, they yeah. kind of made us sat there and look at this wave. And um, and then Brisa and I looked at each other and I, we were like, all right, let's just do it. And, like, paddled out the next day. And then um, I just remember, like, it was like a box ticker of the trip. Like, yeah. they wanted us to go out there. So let's just get out there and tick that box and then get in. It was like, catch one wave and go in. <laughs> yeah but you've ticked it because of that hype you know like the whole week it's like you feel the house shaking because we're saying the ripco house all you hear is like people getting injured and like caves and re- like snapping backs and like all this stuff that comes from that wave just over there because we we're surfing off the wall but it was just like no one would go and paddle over to pipe no nah, no nah. 
And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I, I've paddled out at Pipeline, you know, just you, even if it's been a couple of years, you paddle out there and it doesn't matter how big or small it is. Like you, your heart's in your throat. You, you yeah. sort of get over in position in the lineup. And I remember like the last time I surfed it, I was dead set shitting bricks. And then, um, yeah, like this eight-year-old kid paddled past me and a <laughs> pregnant woman paddled past me. And I was just like... Going, oh and then God, John God. John's mum paddling past you, just going ten footers. Exactly, crazy. mate. Yeah, so it's it's just like you know that that yeah. fear is is a lot of the time has nothing to do with what even what's in front of yeah. you. It's just the the full weight of history. But all right, well, talk us through sort of getting to know the wave and how much time you have put in there. Because I remember last year, um, I remember seeing footage of you on social media, just in the front yard of the Rip Curl House, looking at it and and really wanting it. You know, the the yeah. the box had been ticked, but the curiosity yeah. and the and the drive to go and get to know the wave was there too? Yeah. I think too back then, Glenn probably hadn't put the seed about pipe yet. And so it was just like this rip curl, like tick the box. Oh, and then once I started talking about it and just like becoming familiar of like, okay, if I want to do surfing, women's surfing's heading that way. So you kind of got to swallow the tough pill if mm. and accept that you're going to be out pipeline at some stage. And it was kind of, I don't like, I think a big trait of me is like being super curious and like, why not? And kind of that mindset. So like, why aren't there a bunch of girls out piping? Yeah, it is gnarly, but I mean, surely my lung capacity is similar to that little 12 year old boys, Mm. you know? So it's kind of an environment to go and test yourself and like really question, like, I think I can do that, you know? And um, you're right. I was like standing in the Ripco house, but it took honestly, a few conversations and understanding like, okay, I'm not going to die. Well, I still felt like I was, but Glenn was <laughs> like, I promise you, you're not going to die. Like, and then I don't know. It was, it was honestly just slow exposure and experience out there mm. and chipping away at it and sitting in the, sh- on the shoulder for so like still doing it, like watching the wave. And it's just been a little like slow trickle of surfing and putting hours out pipe. Cause too, I, I obviously don't live there. So it's like, all year we're um, scheduled to all these WSL events, so you can't put in time. And obviously it's not winter season. Mm. And then we get over there and you've got like one month before Christmas and one month after Christmas that is our time to get in there. And then, yeah, I just remember last year, I even still didn't put in that much time. I went out there and got myself a helmet. That was a huge step when it was like felt real. Got myself a gaff and was like, okay, I'm actually doing this. Like I'm, I obviously want it because I just went to the surf shop and bought a helmet. Yeah. And, and then, I just remembered trickling, trickling, and then this trip was a lot more. Like, I was, like, pipe last year. I felt like, you know, there was a lot more to grow, and there still is. But, yeah, this time I just wanted it more, yeah. and I was a bit more familiar. And it was just, like, like anything in life. Like, once you step out of your comfort zone a little bit and your toes and feet and you feel okay, you're like, all right, let's go a little bit further, a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. So, it's funny, you know, like, I remember um, in one of the post-heat interviews after the Billabong event, Tyler Wright was was kind of, you know, getting, um, I guess, I wouldn't say defensive, but just sticking up for sort of the performances of the women and, and the conditions they yeah. were put out in and just saying, you know, like, we need time. We need time to get to know this wave. We need some time to practice out yeah. here. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the, the performances will come on the back of that. But um, yeah. in sort of response to that, Kelly Slater said, well, you know what? Like, you can paddle out there anytime you want and you're learning every single time you do paddle out. He goes, you know, like, no one paddles out there and just gets sets. And and getting to know the lineup can come from spending hours out there just 
just watching. Uh, he, yeah. he reckons a lot of his his knowledge for that wave over the years, especially the early years, came from just but playing witness to to watching really good surfers out there. So yeah. I saw that in, in micros. I feel like yeah, sorry, too, go. sorry. I feel like that's just really it's realistic, you know. Like if you're like women should be doing this, this, it's like the boys it's like takes that trickling time to turn over because it's like, okay, now we've got a surf pipe, so the experience has to come. But we also aren't allocated waves out there. Like we're at the very bottom of that pecking order, sitting pretty much at Beach Park watching waves, hoping we can just get a little practice of a little tube and then you get thrown in a heat and that's a little bit more practice. So it's like, it, like what Kelly says is smack bang on and what Tyler says is true as well. And I think mm. we're seeing those results and it's like, it's still not going to like this level will go a little bit and then the next will be a little bit more. It's not going to be like, Oh, they've got it now. Like we could turn up to the Billabong Pipe Pro and we all kook it yeah, because we're still like at the very surface level of like the beginning of women surfing consequential waves yeah so take us through your preparation for this year then because i know that you did like, like as you say you got your helmet you you had your drive you knew you were wanting to take your pipe surfing to the next level so yeah. take us through some of your sessions because um <laughs> from micro's instagram caption it sounds like you got fucking flogged out there yeah well that was the ba- this end trip but the starting from the billabong pipe pro at the start of the year when i came over it was mm. just like let's just you know, you're doing well by getting out there and just putting on a brave face and giving it your go. And I knew deep down, like, once, if it's something that I'm curious about and slightly want to do, if I'm getting a helmet for it and I've chosen to do it, I'm going to, like, accidentally go a bit too big of one and get an experience or whatever because it's just like, I don't know, my curiosity just leads me to that. And and it happened really slow at the start. Like, I was still real scared, like, battling just, like, scared and, like, also learning how to barrel ride. Um, and then through the year gained confidence of barrel riding and like, okay, I've got the skill. I feel like I trusting and believing in myself. And then this year, like this December, when I went and put in timeout part proper, like actually trying to go waves, watching the crowd, wanting waves, like not just trying to get out there and watch waves, but like reading the crowd to get waves, reading the little lumps to actually try and, you know, be, start surfing, surfing mm. it. And, um, yeah, I honestly got like so flexed on Sunday <laughs> waves. Like, oh no, it was, like just like not because out there with the crowd, you don't get to see if you're catching that wave until you're kind of in it. Like, because there's 400 people paddling on your inside or over the top of you or whatever. So, like, you're turning and going so late. It's so dangerous and dumb. But, um, I just remember like all my waves leading up to the comp and every practice, I was just getting absolutely pelted because i was just going these waves late because i don't get to call what waves i get yeah i mean it's so, it's the ultimate learning curve because you're actually getting the waves that none of the good surfers want like that's that's yeah. the truth so you're you're catching waves that you know the absolute pipe experts are going that one's a peep of shit yeah it's a shit and it's like the one you don't go because it's the ledgy double up stupid <laughs> one and you're like well fuck, like where do i start you know like <laughs> I kind of got to go, so- I want to go something and if I can make these, then the bigger ones. And then I actually made that shift at the start of the event. I was like, I just went, I put in like, I was surfing it once a day. Like whenever there was a swell out there, I was out there for a few hours yep. every day. So I was putting in like time and, um, and then going over the falls, eating crap, realizing I'm okay. Like I didn't die, but I will say one session where I was in rhythm for a bunch of waves, which is a blessing and a curse because if you're not making them, 
you're getting flogged. Yeah. I got like five waves in a row and I was done. I was like, I'm actually like fitness level body. Like you fight so hard underwater to not get like smacked against one of these caves or like fingers in the reef and whatever. So it's like so tiring. And I was like, okay, now I feel like I've got a limitation of six wipeouts whenever mm. I go out there, mm. like six floggings and I'm done. So then like y- you can kind of gain confidence from certain things. You're like, all right, I got four wipeouts that session and like, I'm sweet. I didn't get, reach my number, you know, like yeah. six wipeouts. I'm still sweet. Um, so I felt like that experience of getting flogged, taken off on waves that people were kind of saying like, you don't go those ones. Then from there, I was watching the bigger ones. I was like, Obviously, bigger seems scarier, but they're actually a better entry. Mm. Most of them. And then I just drew off that. I was like, let's just stay dumb, young and dumb, and just believe that and go and trial. And that's what I did on that big day. I was like, I got so flogged on those stupid double up things. And these ones look, I don't know, they just look a little bit easier to get into. So let's just get into them. And then if you get flexed, then maybe reassess. But let's just go and try first and then see. And I didn't really get that flow. Like I did, but not to where I'm got scared away from it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Is it, is it true you got caved? Like, did you get washed into a cave? Yeah. Like it was, I, um, went this wave turned late and got super flogged. And I just remember, um, I got pushed to the bottom. My back was like on just reef. And then I just remember getting pushed along the bottom, like dragged in. And then I just dropped like another level. And I was like, Oh, heavy. Like that, that means that I'm, below the rocks that I was on before and then I just remember underwater I kind of got stuck in like I just stopped I wasn't moving anywhere and, I, and then I felt around next to me and I was like there's rock around me but luckily like when I pushed up with my hands because I was like pushing away to like mm. hope that I didn't get like flogged like my head wasn't going to hit anything and then when I realized that, I was like well I'm kind of in a hole or a cave or whatever and then when I put my hands above my head, there was like an opening. So I wasn't like I got in a cave and had to like, you know, turn the torch Panic on. Panic yeah, It was like still open above me, but it was just weird that there was rock all around me. Yeah. And I had to like still grab the top of the rock and like pull myself, like push myself out. Yeah. Oh, mate, that is that so scary. I, I First time I ever surfed out there, same thing happened. I got, I kind of like, um, pushed off the bottom and I thought, sweet, I'm clear here. And then I, my ribs hit like a, a sharp edge. So no, I, yeah, this is, yes, that's it. Yeah, I didn't realise that I was, I thought I was on the bedrock, but I was below it. So I was, yes. yeah, oh, trippiest feeling, so, it's so like, scared. Yeah, and I wasn't even, like, when I felt that, I was like, I was kind of like, this, the life or death of, okay, let's get out of it, you know? Like, yep. I wasn't even thinking about the breath or the wipeout, I was just like, sweet, where's my, like, where am I going to get out? Like, and then I came up and then was like, are you all right? And I was like you don't get it. Oh, I was just in a cave. Like I was just so baffled and I was fine. Like I was totally fine. And I wasn't even like, like I came up and was like, <gasps> but it wasn't like that bad. It was just like, I was just mind blown that I was in between like rocks around me. I was like, wow. Right. You're like, really getting to know rocks. this reef real quick, Mo. real quick. Yeah. So, so was- let's, let's get stuck into a few of the moments from the event. Uh, I just want to get your perspective on a couple. Cause there was full blown glass ceiling shattering performances out there. Um, Tell us what the mood was like on the beach when Carissa got her wave because I feel like that was a new benchmark, especially at backdoor. Yeah. That that was the moment of the part masters in women's surfing, yeah. for sure. Like the opening, the fact that that was when the conditions were really, really gnarly, big, and she got that and 
wrote it well. Like that was the statement that Vans sent us out there for. Mm. Um, but I feel like that, yeah. I mean, that was the Vans Fight Masters moment. And how did that sort of um, infect the rest of the of the women? Were there, was everyone just looking at each other going, oh, yeah, baby, let's do this? Was it like, yeah. did it have that kind of like, uh, I don't know, that sort of almost like rocket ship where everyone's uh, riding the same thing to the moon? Yeah, it it definitely, because at the start we had a meeting with the women and it was kind of like, do you want to go out or whatever? And they just threw us out there and we were like, look, we're, if you tell us we're on, we're going out. But don't also expect that we're going to do anything crazy because it's gnarly out there. And they were like, no, no, of course not. Like we just want to see you got you girls just getting out there is an opportunity. And then so everyone was like, okay, cool. Like that kind of relieved a bit of the pressure. We were like, sick, like we're shitting our pants. But if we get out there, we're kind of, you know, really mm. pushing spot. And then it became rather just being – when Carissa did that, it became like not just being out there but then, you know, going and performing. So that was the rocket fuel that sent from there. That's so cool. And then what about um, in uh, sort of uh, contrast to to that, there was Laura's wave, which <laughs> oh, <laughs> that wife out, mate, is honestly the worst possible place you can be. Uh, you should ask her about a wipeout out pipeline. I didn't. I never cop something like that. That, that was, was hey, so brutal. Like, I mean, that, that has the ability to put a pin straight in Carissa's balloon. You know, everyone's out there going, yes, we can do this. This is on. And then you see Lazza go over the falls and just get detonated. And it could it's just. Like, every bit of me was just going, what? Like, no, Laura. <laughs> I watched it so live and I called it so long because she'd just gone away and was paddling back out so tired. It was towards the end of the heat. And I was just like, what? Like every part of that wave, you weren't even under it. You weren't near it. Like every bit of it was just like, don't, like you're going to eat shit 100%. But she was just like, there's points to be proven out here. Let's just yeet over the falls. And like she knew when she came in, she was like, oh, I wasn't anywhere near under it. And I was like, how did you not know that? Like, yeah. It was so clear that she was going to get so smoked. But, I, just, I, mean, I just love that are she. Are you kidding me? She went. Yeah, and she she will never ever not go. Like she is dead set. That's why, mad. Yeah, and that was in the heat before me, so I was like, all right, sweet. If I don't do that, she survived. I, I just kept adding these little things into my money bank of like, all right, I can survive. Yeah, and actually, you know that that wave, my favorite wave of yours in this whole comp. Um, I loved your backdoor drainers because I just felt like they're the kind of waves that that showcase that you know that reef like if you've, yeah. you've got to know where to sit to get those long runners um slater sure. you know has done it for a thousand years but my favorite wave of yours is that left there's that big genuine pipe bomb where you you know you knife in off the top you come flying yeah. off the bottom and you have the the skill and the knowledge of that wave to just get back on your outside rail and i just yeah. to me that was everything man i was like wow this is like this is really a big moment. So t- take us through that wave and, and sort of, you know, where your head was at as it started to just throw like fucking cannons over you. Yeah. I remember cause the boys, I had a moment in one of my surfs where I saw like looking over the ledge of all these waves and I saw it and I was like, that wave looks so big on the beach. But then when I was out there, the entry didn't look too bad. And I was like, sweet. So then I just went and, I, I've honestly just been trying to like commit to the start of the takeoff. So then I have a line to draw because I was ten like had a tendency to like go dead straight and then pull up. Yeah. Right. So I yep. still kind of did that. And that's 
like I didn't get as much speed as what I liked, but it was just like a little bit nicer that I at least got under it and didn't get lipped. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's such a work in progress, but I definitely am aware of like what I'm doing and trying to ride the barrel and get the takeoff and whatnot. But the thoughts that were going through my head was just like, get the heck under this lip. Otherwise you're dead. <laughs> That's a good thought to have. Really like, good. It was just like rip my rail off the bottom. Like from the start, I was like, you got to get into it. And I kind of still went straight. And then it, that like pull off the bottom, like up into it. I was just like, yeah. Yeah. The technique, the technique really, it just spoke of someone who's put in time out there. Like that's, that's honestly what it looked like that. It, that's really unique surfing to pipeline or, or Chopu yeah, probably is the, the other wave. So you could see that that time that you'd put in there was fully paying off, uh, even in that, you know, first heat, but Take us through the final, mate. Like, I know that, uh, you know, that the leaderboard, you, you, you snuck in there um, yeah. just well, and. That, that was crazy. I mean, Sierra got an, like a 30-point wave. That's right. Yeah, she could have edged you, but she dropped in. Yeah, like she would have like flogged me, had me so far out of the final. And um, and then Pearl went and I was actually like, I was like, did she just get an interference? And. I was devastated for Sierra, but then I was obviously like, well, that means I could possibly be in the final. Mm. But I was so baffled that the whole non-priority thing was bringing some weird little vibes in, in the water. It was kind of weird. But anyways, um, then I got in the final and I was just like, stoked I had made the final. I was like so excited. I remember watching and the conditions actually weren't that good. They were slowly deteriorating yeah. through the day. And I was watching it drop. Like I started the morning on a 6-3, then went a 6-1 in my head, and then I was like back to a 5-10 in the final. And I just remember I was just so pumped. I was just like, I just want to get out there and catch waves and surf. And after four or five waves, if I've got scores, like then play the heat from there. Like yeah. just start the heat and surf my waves. And then I was getting axed, like trying to do turns and face planting while I was flying down the line and stuff. Like I was getting pretty peppered. And then um, I don't know, I just like, little pipe wave that little pipe wave came where I could I don't know had the inside for and um the chicks are gnarly in the sense of they were holding the inside for the backdoor peak and mm. um, so I was just like hanging around trying to read little lumps of water to get yeah I mean it's still in. even that that little pipe warbler you know like it still required a, a massive understanding of what that wave does to, to get through that, you know, to be in the yeah. right spot and just read it as perfectly as you did. But I thought you were going to win the final straight after your first wave. Cause I, I remember like you were paddling back out and I know that you are a vicious competitor. I know that you, when you've yeah. got your, when you've got your heat head on, you, yeah. you, you're not smiling. Like you, you definitely nah, driven and sure. you were just paddling out with a big old grin on your face. And I was like, far out, man, this this woman is going to win this. this she's going to win this comp. Cause yeah. you were just in the, you were in when, the fun zone by then. Yeah. You were just cruising. For sure. When it's funny you mentioned that. I remember paddling out just thinking like, well, we were kind of shit talking out the back. So, and I just thought the whole situation was pretty funny. Like, like, I don't know. I was just in awe and just like baffled and just, and I was super excited and also competitive. And I just remember paddling out. I was just like, this is sick. Like I'm just going to keep catching waves and let them, boss out and own the peak and I'm just going to keep running waves and see what I can get. And this is like fun. I feel like a little 10 year old out here just going underneath like my idols, like Chris is just sitting out there and like, I don't know. It was just cool. And um, yeah, it was just 
So much fun. Well, mate, the, the coming in on the beach, you know, getting a claim, a win at Pipeline. A win at Pipeline, you know, two years <laughs> after your first paddle out there. Sure. I mean, 100 grand in your back pocket. It's so schizo. I can't believe how crazy it is. Like, Psycho. When, when did it start to sort of kick in what you'd achieved? Like, it, was it just right there on the beach or was it sort of like, because yeah. it was sort of overcast and rainy. There wasn't really a big crowd down there. Like, when did it sort I of think- start to just go, hang on a minute. I'm a pipeline master. This is fucking mental. I remember coming in and I was, um, naturally I didn't, like I was just coming in on my wave and I was nearly just stoked, like match the stokeness of the people on the beach, not my actual feeling. And mm. I just like claimed it because I was like, oh, that's sick. But that whole evening I was still like, um, like kind of just doing the hats off and like, thanks so much, like stoked I won an event. But like it, it honestly hadn't sunk in and I wasn't like that psyched. And, and then I guess being on stage when like you get the flowers and the lays put around you and stuff, that was pretty cool. Um, and that kind of sunk in and just like having Cozy on the beach, how pumped he was. I was like, these people are like kind of celebrating like crazy. So like, I'm going to celebrate crazy. Cause I think like, you just feel like you should. Yeah. But, you got to, mate. But like when it's your first time and you're such a rookie, you have no idea what it means. Nah. You know? Nah. But I just know for me it meant a lot because of how much I went through. Like I really did try and really do have a lot of curiosity and like of around pipe and like every bit of me I suck out there. So every bit of me just like wants to learn and really wants to be a good barrel rider. Yeah. So I think getting that like token to add to my journey of like my own satisfaction of being good out there. Like I'm so far from where I want to be of like barrel riding and um, being that pipe girl Tahiti or like, you know, I honestly do have big aspirations in that sense of like just being able to ride a tube. I feel like girls haven't pushed that um, to the max yet. I feel like we're still on the surface level and every bit of me is just like, I'm stoked, but I just, you know, I feel I have a long way to go and I'm just excited to keep freaking getting out there and trying to get out. It's true, man, but like a couple of things to keep in mind as as you move forward. I'm sure, you know, uh, Micro and and everyone who's in your circle will will be able to sort of reiterate this to you, but first of all, wins in Hawaii do not come easy. Like there's only a couple of events. uh, There's Tom Curran, you know, one of the greatest surfers in the history of all time has only ever won one event there at Halieva. Um, It's such a difficult place to, to make a mark. The fact that you've done it at pipeline in the first ever, you know, pipeline masters out there is just something to be so proud of. And I really believe that, you know, now that you know, you can do it, your, your relationship with that wave purely because you will be expected to be a top line threat out there. I mean, in the Billabong Pro at the start of the year, Moana was really the only known threat in proper waves of, of Kona Queens out there. Yeah, like very true. And I now, like once getting home and like looking back on it and reflecting, I do feel that and I'm like really am taking it and do feel like I deserve it and like am enjoying that because as everyone says, like Hawaii is the biggest thing in everyone's crew when they win there. And um yeah, I don't know. Hawaii is just so special because it is so hard. Exactly, mate. And I, I just want to um, ask you, like, what does this do for you heading into 
the 2023 season because, you know, you, you're basically just going straight back to where you came from. You're going straight into pipeline. Um, it's, it's a new year. Uh, that expectation to, yeah. to sort of tell a bigger story, uh, as you said, is is becoming less of a thing and uh, in terms of, you know, doing it for women surfing in general and actually just being able to focus on your own performance. But I think, as I was saying, you know, like we know yeah. now what Carissa, Tyler, Betty Lou, Moana and yourself can do out mm-hmm. there. Uh, Bethany Hamilton, obviously, another one who yeah. uh, is always in the mix if she, she gets into that draw. But what are you expecting from yourself yeah. when you head back over there for the uh, the opener to the 2023 season? I honestly feel like I've just this um, event and what I did the last couple of weeks over there, it was just set the groove to then jump straight back into it. You know, it's not like take that and run with it and create something like it's, I just feel like sick. I, I feel comfortable on that Island. Now I have good relationships over there. I genuinely enjoy going there now and um, yeah, just jump straight back in and do that and keep chipping away at like my ultimate goal of like seeing how freaking good I can get at surfing. And mm. I think pipeline really does push that. And um, every bit of me, respects Hawaii because of what it could do to my surfing and what it can create, you know? Um, so I think it's more just like, I've got a good safe groove that I feel comfortable to jump straight back in. That's when so I cool, surfing. man. And, and like, what about like just getting into the history of, of women surfing at pipeline? Is that something that interests you as well? Cause I've seen a couple of um, podcasts and things coming out in the last week. I think Lane Davey was on uh, surf splendor sort of talking about, well, women surfing at Pipeline uh, didn't, and this is no criticism of, of the women, you know, like didn't start with Rochelle or Kiala or, uh, you know, the, the first event there. There's there's an entire generation of women surfers who have been there forever, pushing the limits from, as you said, Alex Florence. And, yeah. you know, it goes back to Joyce Hoffman. But the women bodyboarders out there, they used to have world titles out there all the time. They were packing it, mate, on a huge swell. So, yeah. I mean, there That's- is a wealth of knowledge that you can, you can tap into uh, – not just on the, uh, you know, from the men, but like a, a deep well for on the yeah. women's side as well. Is that something you'll be hunting out? Um, I actually like being out there. I saw a couple of the older girls and um, got to talk to a couple of them and really realized that, you know, we aren't the first ones to be out there. And um, those women that were out there paved the space and way for us to do what we are. So I think, um, they're honestly just like super proud of like seeing their hard work pay off to yeah. have a platform now for us to shine and take, you know. So I definitely don't feel like I own every bit of like like I kind of said on my Instagram post of like I was the one holding the trophy, but I do believe like there was so many women before me that created the industry, like the space within the industry to allow me to have a career and be welcomed and, um, yeah, I so I definitely respect that and really do appreciate it. And I mean, that will keep going for the next generation. The yeah, generation. man. And I think that's just in, in general, like the broad brush of, of this golden age of women's surfing has just come from the absolute battlers for, yeah. get, like we're talking like and there you six call decades. Yeah. Like I know they're your key words and that's literally them. Like when I think of that, that those women and those guys, back in the day of them. Yeah, 100%. Wow. And, and speaking cool. of core lords, mate, just before I let you go, the waves around your home, you mentioned it in, in your, your final post-heat interview, but you actually are blessed to come from a place with challenging, thick, you know, below sea level, gargling, warbly, fucking mutant slabs. 
And uh, <laughs> yes. how much of, of that has played into this win? Because, you know, Smivy talks about a lot on this show. He was like, couldn't wait to see the Harry Bryants, the Noah Deans, the, the yes. guys who uh, basically wrangle these monsters. It, getting out pipeline can be kind of easy in comparison to some of the waves that you've grown up surfing. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of Australians are the dark horses. We like Chug and Kerry and all these and Holmesy and all these guys that I'm surrounded by here. They don't look at me any different. They're like, if you're like, if the twelve year old boy is going, you're going. You know, like <laughs> they're pushing you just as hard into the waves. They're not just like, oh, you're a girl, like you can sit there, don't worry, mm. blah blah blah. They're like, no, if you want to wave, you've got to get your wave, like, as and you're gonna go, you know, um, and. It is so true. Like, we have so many freaking waves around here that's scary and, like, always, like, or even in the community and whatever, you're just always being pushed and always being out of your comfort zone. And um, I think that is why you see a lot of your Harry Bryans and and all these people just really thrive when it gets tough, you know, and scary. Yeah, for sure. And just finally, mate, like, um, I've got, I've got to ask, like, uh, top five would obviously be the goal for you this year. I don't think you're kind of like someone who, who needs to or, or feels like it's going to be a, a th- two- or three-year plan to, to make that goal. Um, yeah. What, what can, you t- can you take from the past sort of 12 to 15 months? Uh, it was just such a wild ride for you, you know, the heartbreak and missing qualification at Halle yeah. getting on because of the Katie Simmers, um, she declined to take her spot and then – failing to make the card and there's just the, it's just been a non-stop roller coaster but you've capped it off with a huge huge win and um yeah, yeah how are you going to take what you've learned over the last little bit into your 2023 campaign honestly this year is like was a year of realizing what life is that it comes and goes like things come and go and like if you want something you've literally you've just got to go and get it because it's not going to come easy it's not going to come at any certain time like nothing certain and I feel like this year I learned so deeply and really felt that and you know if I get a win at the Pipe Masters and make history then cool but I'm not like waiting around for that you know what I mean like it's just a part of my journey now and I really feel set in that and um going for number one in the world is the goal every single year. And like at the end of the day, if I've surfed 50 heats or 20 heats, it was still the same goal. And I still tried just as much as everyone else and as much as I could, you know? So I think, um, same, same deal next year. I just want to like keep learning, taking my learnings and then, um, pushing it and freak i hope i end up in that final five to really oh, take it. mate you're talking about true grit you're speaking my language <laughs> true grit molly <laughs> mate, you are you are an absolute legend you are part of of pipeline folklore now your your name is is going to be you know entwined in the history of that way forever which is i mean that is an achievement that will stay with you forever, no matter what you go on to do with your surfing career. And I'm sure it's going to be a, a, an incredible journey for you. But, you know, I love that so when you came in and you said, like, this is the highlight of my career so far. You, ha- you added those two words and I was like, <laughs> yeah, girl, you get them. But um, we're so stoked for you, Mo. Congratulations, no. mate. And uh, enjoy the break and, and we look forward to seeing you back over there. Thanks so much. I really do enjoy talking to you guys. It's so nice to reflect on, you know, such a big year and yeah merry christmas good and have you, a freaking good holiday yeah. let's go drink, 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 baby. <laughs> <laughs> See you, mate. competition surfing rash
pure nerdism. Blitz is proudly presented by Rip Curl. Go to ripcurl.com, sign up to Club Rip Curl, and check out the Mirage Activate board short now.